Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Britt, how's your day going? My day's good. What about for you? Pretty good. I have been back to back to back. So we may have to edit out if my stomach rumbles during this call because you know me, I don't miss a meal. So it may happen <laughs> while we're on here. While we were waiting for you, I, I said that to our guests that, you know, I need to remember to block your lunch for you before the podcast because you were, you have no breaks today. You were rolling. Well, I would rather talk to people. As you know, I would rather speak with people than eat. And so I I always figure I'll get one cancellation and that's when I will get food during the day. Today that did not happen. So we I rolled right through, but I did have some some really interesting conversations um with some referrals, people that were sent to us from different clients and so I do I think it's interesting and you and I have talked about this offline how many people are looking into franchising as an addition to their portfolio. And a lot of them are coming to us from real estate investment right now. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that too. And I think we're seeing it from a couple of different angles. I'll give the example that I saw today. I have a guy that I connected with and he owns 15 locations for a brick and mortar franchise concept. And so he's invested with a couple of other partners and they're investing in another brick and mortar concept in a different market with a family member. But the reason that he decided to engage with me is he's looking at that commercial real estate market right now. That was a main driver in the conversation that he wanted to see what else is out there that he could leverage their expertise in building teams and systems and marketing, but not have that commercial real estate component. Yeah, that's pretty common right now. And then I do think some of the investors, you know, the large VC funds, the groups that are doing this at a massive level, you know, they'll stay in the game. They can find a deal. They can do a lot of those things. But I do think some of these smaller commercial players, as well as re the residential real estate investors, money has gotten more expensive. And the market just has not gone the way that they thought it would. We thought there would be this correction and that inventory would come back up or buying would cease and it really hasn't happened. And so it's really hard to find a deal right now. So they're mm -hmm. looking to sink that capital elsewhere that can have maybe a more immediate return. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I'm seeing that a lot too. That is a common theme, whether we're talking to VC funds or talking to smaller private equity companies that are looking to dip their toe in the water or even just individuals. I'm hearing a lot of conversations around the real estate market. And I think that really does influence brands that people are looking at there. You know, there's definitely been a resurgence of brick and mortar. I don't want to poo-poo that at all. I think post-COVID, we have seen the interest level rise. But the time that it's taking to get those build-outs done and to truly find that class A space is going up a little bit. But it's also taking these players in that field into businesses that typically they may not have looked at because they were looking at businesses to fill the commercial lease spaces that they were owning. And now they're saying, 
What do you have that would be warehouse only? What do you have that is not going to take any kind of real estate that we could manage from home that we could put a manager in place with? And I think that that's a really good segue into the business that we have today because we have Dave Schaefer's with us from Brand One. He's their chief development officer, and he is here to talk about Gutter Shutter, which is a, a business, not franchise, that has really been taking the industry by storm. Hi, Dave. Hi, Sam. Hi, Brittany. How are you guys? We are great. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Thank you so much for being here. We're really excited to have you. And with every episode, we really try to kick it off a little bit about our guest background. So why don't you start there? Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial background and what led you to be a co-founder at Brand One. Okay, we're going to start out by aging me, huh? So, uh, <laughs> so thirty-eight. I'm used to it. I've, I've got kids. So, thirty years of franchising. I started out as a uh, as really a grunt doing work at a franchise company out in California called Econo Lube and Tune and Breaks, and it was a small hundred unit uh, six bay full service auto repair chain based in Newport Beach, California. Not a bad place to be. But a really entrepreneurial guy who founded that company. Uh, he he was a much not very engaged in franchising like the IFA, but systems processes, and we grew that company to 300 units uh, over time. And it was you know private equity is a big player in franchising today. We got acquired by Driven Brands out of Charlotte, and so they asked me to become uh, the president of that brand and move on over to Charlotte. I had owned about a dozen stores as well, so. I was a franchisee of that, that concept. I came over as a president of that brand with the goal of uh, working myself out of a job. So we were trying to co-brand all the Econolubes with Meinekees. And so going back to the dealers and, and, and showing them the benefits of a, of a really big system, which was great. And then uh, you know, woke up 25 years later. I was the chief development officer. We had done uh, about a dozen acquisitions uh, through M&A work. We had recapitalized for private equity a couple of times and uh, had expanded into other verticals within the automotive space, which was really fun to go out there and look at other concepts and, and what's out there. But uh, after 25 years of doing it and a really nice exit, it was, it was time to go and, and, and to look at the other side of the business, which is you know taking newer brands and watching them grow and expand. That is really interesting because it brings us to brand one, and that's what you're doing there. So what exactly is Brand One? What is your role in the franchise development process? Yeah, so Brand One, we call we categorize ourselves as a franchise growth organization. Uh, we, we try to keep the word sales out because we do more than that. We work with brands and we have expertise combined. Our, our company has 250 years of franchise experience just with the partners alone. But we take emerging brands and brands that have been around for some time. And we, we took a brand recently that had 100 franchises and had just kind of stalled, but try to figure out a way to bring them back to market or get into market and make sure that that it's it's a viable business. We have really a simple, simple policy at uh, Brand One. We work with companies we trust, like, and respect. And super easy words to roll off the tongue, but if you stick by it, it, it things tend to work out pretty well. I love that piece of your company. And, you know, Jason, one of your partners mentioned that to me on a call recently, and it really rung true. And as we were doing some interviews for positions at our, our organization, I said that to Sam. I said, you know, Jason said to me the other day, trust, like, and respect. And Dave said that to me before. And I really love what they have to say. And it kind of is in the back of my mind. So I think it's simple, but it's very impactful. 
you are working with some incredible brands. I mean, we really enjoy working with you and the rest of the team and just the caliber of brands that you've partnered with. But the brand that we're talking about today with Gutter Shutter is unique. It's actually not a franchise. And typically, that's all that we're talking about. This is a dealership model. So maybe explain that to us a little bit, even just the services that Gutter Shutter has to offer. Yeah, so so gutter shutter is it you almost need to look at it like two brands. You have the actual product which is a gutter shutter product what they put on on the houses. That is we believe the best product in its class. It's it's a 6 inch uh, 32 gauge all enclosed gutter system guaranteed for 20 years. When you look at the advertising and the marketing for it, you, you'll see some pictures of trucks actually sitting on top of the gutter system and it not crushing down. You'll see Larry Janeski holding onto it. So it's a great system. Uh, it was founded in 2003. Larry Janeski purchased it back in 2019. Larry Janeski is the founder, CEO of a, a larger company called Contractor Nation, and they are the absolute best at what they do. It is a group of contractors and the attitude from the from the parent company contractor nation is very similar to a franchise they know that they can't grow unless their dealers are exceptionally um successful and to keep uh, a dealer or a franchisee successful you have to keep them engaged and to keep them engaged you have to provide something that benefits their pocketbook i mean let's just call it what it is and to benefit their pocketbook you gotta you gotta put you get leads in their into their crm system you have to have a selling system that makes those leads convert into actual transactions you gotta have profit margins that will flow to the bottom in a selling system and all of that and then above all you have to have culture you gotta have a culture where people will follow a leader and and we found all of this in this brand so we we you know there's a legal distinction between franchise and dealer and and so i don't want to I don't want to ignore that legal distinction. You know, our contract's five pages. You know, our, I've seen FTDs that were 600 pages. So, you know, our goal is to take that contract, stick it in a file and never look at it again. And the other thing I think different is that the brand is a little bit more pa patient on growth, meaning they give larger territories and allow the dealer to, to kind of build himself into that, that territory. And we have, we have some massive territories out there. That's it's so interesting. And Brittany and I have both had clients walk through the process. We've had clients that you've placed, and it's been interesting to hear their feedback because we've had existing franchisees, we've had people that are new to the franchise industry. And I think, you know, they've been blown away by the business in and of itself. And I think we'd be remiss to not talk about brand one's reputation in the industry. You guys are kind of known as the cream of the crop. You definitely are you run a different type of model. So when you're thinking about brand one and gutter shutter, what initially drew you guys in? What was that hook that you said, yeah, we need to get into the gutter business and we're going to do it this way? It was luck. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. <laughs> it, it was luck. Love it. We, we had worked with a company called the Junk Luggers and that we knew Josh from years in franchising. And Josh came to us and was ready to franchise. And we looked at and evaluated his model. And we we actually told him that he, we didn't think he was ready. And we we gave him a list of reasons why he didn't, we didn't think he was ready. He was great, he had a great model, but you know, there's a certain expectation of somebody who invests money on what they're gonna get back. And we kind of uh, pointed that out and, and never thought we'd hear back from Josh again. He came back a year later, all right guys, I did everything you told me to do. And what he did is he partnered with Larry Janeski at Contractor Nation. So he actually moved his office, moved up there, sold 49% of his company 
to Larry and Contractor Nation is is massive. It's 500,000 square feet of office industrial training space. You don't know if you're at Google or Disneyland. I mean, the the treehouse marketing, people are working in treehouses, you know, 10, 20 feet above you and just a different kind of culture. But they they what they've done is is they don't outsource their marketing. They own their own marketing. Treehouse has like 120 employees in it. They can do everything. Uh, they film commercials. They've got an animation. They have their own music studio. So we saw those things. And then we saw the, the selling support system, the operation system. And then Larry, who is very quiet when you talk to him, but, but an incredible person on stage, uh, just has this caring servant mentality. And for brand one, you know, we, we buy into it. I mean, we, we know that that works arrogance and, 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 you know, as big as he is, we, we, we took, we took one of your clients who had went there and it actually went through and Larry's out there trying to give him a truck off the, off the back parking lot <laughs> because he couldn't find a truck, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's just a different mentality. And I think ultimately because he founded his company without any restrictions or governance that he wants other people to, to share in that and to not be limited in what they can make and how much they can expand. And so he views crushing territories as kind of the wrong way to do it. And, and there's, and, and it's not the wrong way. It's just his particular view, but he wants people to be massive, massive dealers in his network system. Yeah. Our, our clients that move forward and purchase this brand, I mean, they have a very massive territory and <clears throat> they've been franchisees in other systems and they were really intrigued by the idea of a dealership model versus a franchise model, which is all that they've ever, ever built previously and really loved what they learned. Remind me, what is the street name that the, the corporate office is on? It's something that's really interesting. Yeah, the city is Seymour and the street is Progress. So they're on Seymour Progress. I mean, what else could you ask for, right? <laughs> right? I love it. I love <laughs> that. And another thing that the clients um, that moved forward with this opportunity told me was just the buy-in from the dealers, from even the marketing standpoint, that they weren't required to use the marketing, but everybody really seemed bought in on the marketing and that the support really felt genuine, which we love to hear. Yeah, and that, that's probably a really good distinction, distinction on a dealer model. If we don't provide the service, they can leave. They're not in here for a 15, 20 year contract. So, so they can, you know, they have a, a certain small period of time, but they could leave if they wanted to. And you have in, in this industry in roofing, which they own a roofing company as well, and gutters, there's a huge consolidation right now. So I'm sure offers are being thrown at, at our dealers constantly by other folks who want to buy them out. And mm -hmm. it just it just doesn't happen. People aren't leaving. They have uh, their convention coming up at Contractor Nation, and they'll have between 1,500 and 2,000 people at their convention. Wow. With no franchise agreement saying you have to be there. Wow. I mean, so that's I, huge. It's, it's huge. huge. And I've, you know, I've done franchising forever. And, you know, usually 50, 60% of the franchisees will attend. There's this huge family, friends. It's just a, it's a culture thing. That's definitely a differentiator for them. But tell us more a little bit about differentiators. You know, when you think about gutters, there are other gutter franchise concepts out there. So tell us what else sets this brand apart, either from a consumer standpoint or for the dealers. From a consumer standpoint, it's the it's the system. So the function, the performance of the system is different. It's uh, typically what's out there on homes today is what's called a K-gutter. 
It's a five inch K gutter system. Ours is different. It's a six inch gutter system. The way that it fastens to the, to the house, the bracket system is, is, is what allows us to guarantee it for a long period of time. And whether you're in really rainy areas or places that go hot and cold, you know, the house will expand and, and gutter systems will fall off. So the reason, one of the main reasons that, that, you know, we got into gutters is because I own a basement system company and basement sees damage to the basements from faulty gutter systems. I mean, it was, it's a big part of the history of this company, but also the design of the, of the, the structure of the of the gutter system it's got a perforated hood a crown molding system look to it its strength its durability is different and the guarantee and the warranty is different now even though we love our product and we believe it's the best product out there we don't say no a gutter shutter we will do five inch k gutters we allow our dealers to go out and do up to 20 percent outside of the gutter system and even even within our system just to self-check to make sure that we're we're incredibly uh transparent and aggressive our dealers can actually go buy product outside of our network uh, with a 30-day notice. If they find a better price and we can deliver, then they can go buy outside. It's not going to happen because we buy in bulk and, and at a level that they can't buy at. But you know they have options, and the, and I think I think you're you run into those people who want to get into franchising but are nervous about that contract and oh my gosh I got to sign a lease for for X number of years and personal guarantee it. We don't even have a personal guarantee in our company. We have a personal guarantee on the product you buy. You buy ten thousand, you got to pay it back. But beyond that, we don't we don't have a personal guarantee on the contract. There are some things in there I don't even think that I knew or understood. I love that there is a lot of autonomy, and I I do think that a lot of what Brittany and I do on our first calls and sometimes second and third and beyond is say. I don't think franchising is going to be a fit for you. I do not think that you should be a franchisee. And I don't know that I would be doing my job if I let you go down this path. And additionally, I'm not going to send you to friends of mine in the industry right. if you're not willing to follow franchise models. So with Gutter Shutter being a dealership model, can you walk us through the key differentiators between a franchise and a dealership and then really identify why a dealership model could be a better fit for some people than a franchise? Yeah. So I think first, you know, you kind of, I, I kind of almost don't separate the two other than the contract. So the difference between a dealer and a franchise a franchise is going to have a strict franchise agreement compliance. There's going to be oftentimes minimums. It could be capital intensive uh, uh, contractual compliance. You may be required to come and you know, redo your waiting room or, or re re refurbish the place. So a lot of the things that you might see in, and I don't want to say restrictive franchise agreements because franchising has just been amazing. Um, but so then you got to say, well, what are the similarities? Well, the similarities for us are we, we provide, we believe the best training system on the planet at, uh, at Contractor Nation and all of the brands that, that it, it serves. And we actually own our own school of entrepreneurship. It's a three-year LMS-style learning system. The uh, you know we are there to support folks who understand the the benefit of a service-based brand through scalability. With you know, but they'll also have the contractual freedom. Uh, we offer uh, all the things that you can think of, but even almost better because we don't have to outsource stuff. Uh, when, you know, think back the last time when the economy was bad and, to, you know, 2006, 2008, 
Well, Larry was still running his company with all these dealers that they often, you know, are financing the roofs or, or their jobs from customers. That's how they get their business. Well, lending wasn't really happening back then. What did Larry do? He bought his own bank. So he, he bought more house financing and, and put it in place for all his dealers. Wow. So, what an incredible example. I didn't know yeah. that piece. <laughs> yeah. And they still have it today. So, um, you know, when, when COVID hit, you know, scary, but at, at Contractor Nation and all of their brands, we were prepared because he taught those guys in that school of entrepreneurship to become debt free. So when it hit, they, these guys weren't sitting there with layers of layers of debt. I'm not talking about gutter shutter. I'm talking about all of the Contractor Nation brands. I mean, for years, he had been conditioning them, getting them ready for any kind of event. And then when it hit, Larry realized he needed to, to help, went out, hired the best attorneys, the best accountants, and ran a series of podcasts and presentations and webinars for 450 dealers across 14 different companies and walked them methodically through their PPP money and how to get it and how to file and how to do this. That's leadership. And so if that's what somebody is looking for in a franchise, they're getting that in, in, in almost at a higher level here. I like how you talked about that. You talked about, I think sometimes people that know a little bit about a dealership model, they assume they're kind of on their own and they don't have support, but that is not the case with this business model. And Sam and I believe wholeheartedly in franchising. And so when you brought this opportunity to us and did a webinar with us, we were at first were a little bit like, I don't know, we're so in love with franchising. We're so bought into that. But I do think it is the support and the culture that has really pulled us into this business model. It's definitely there and it's at a very exceptional high level. So I want to talk about the role of the dealer because we spend a lot of our time with our clients just walking through, you know, what their day in the life could look like. So if you could give us a sense on that, what would the day in the life look like for a dealer with gutter shutter? Yeah. So, you know, I've always believed aces in their places. Not everybody is good is good at everything, but that doesn't mean you don't have a place in, in business. You know, some people are, are more strategic. Some people are more logistic. Some people are more sales. So find out where you belong in the business and don't try to put yourself in a place you don't belong. That would be my first advice to anybody in franchising because life will be a lot easier that way. Uh, secondly, it's it's no different than almost like a restaurant or any other service. You've got your front of the house and you got the back of the house. And in any business model, your first cog in the wheel is marketing. Nothing happens without marketing. We own our own marketing firm. So, so, I mean, people are coming in when they come in for visits, they swing by and do their commercials and they film. And I mean, it's just, so, so we have our own marketing firm and they're, they're great. I mean, they, they are amazing at what they do. I've been around the largest uh, marketing firms in, in, in franchising space, and I will take these guys hands down all day long. Um, so, so you've got to understand that. And then from great, you got the lead, it's, it's, it's come in, but then you've got to professionally take care of yourself. I could go to my closet right here and pull out a book of operation manuals that are absolutely current from that company is, is, is pinpoint is where your butt or your belt buckle is pointing with your jacket when you talk to somebody. So that detailed from where you park your car, from making sure you don't put the ladders near their plants and just all the things that a consumer would want. So you've got that side of the front of the house that you've got to manage and, and, and you call the gutters a widget. It doesn't matter what brand you have. That part is, is pretty constant. On the back of the house, it's timing and logistics. So, so they're a smart company. When we go out and we market, we try to market in zones and Google, Google will take your money anywhere, but we try to spend it 
strategically in areas. And then, you know, if you look at service brands, most service brands, you know, trucks will do 250, 350,000 a year, you know, kind of what you're seeing. With us, we can pre-measure homes that have agreed to, uh, to purchase gutters and cut them back at the shop, drop them off, take the truck, go to a house, measure, cut right there on site and have multiple crews. Our group up in Seattle is running seven crews on one truck. So, so is it work? Yeah, it's work. We promise everybody who comes in that you will be wildly underpaid. So you will be grossly overpaid at the end. I mean, you put the time in and you can really make it happen, but that's, that's what it is. And, and so uh, I had another great uh, mentor in my life, uh, Paul Clayton, who was the president at Burkheim and he believed in flawless execution. And if you can get that flawless execution with the model that has effective marketing and a really great, great product, then you can do a bunch. The other part, is we don't say no. So we do all the gutters from all the competitors. We do the exact same thing they do. So you got to find out, I think, in our business model where you live in the company and you got to stick to it. And then, you've, you know, targets, goals and, and traditional business model is what you're running. But, but the support system is there. And the other thing that's different about a dealer is you don't have uh, any level of hierarchy relationship. It doesn't feel like you're going, oh, I got to go to corporate again. And the parent franchise company is going to tell me this or that or this. It's, it's more like, dude, we told you to do this. You're going to do this. What'd you do? And, and I mean, they will talk to you like a person and it works out nine out of 10 times. You know, they're, they're going to figure out and get right down to it, but it's not sugarcoating. It's, it's, Hey, let's fix your model. And nobody's better at it than Larry. I've in, in 30 years of development, I've never seen anything like Contractor Nation. It's incredible. I love that level of support because it's not what you anticipate when you say a dealership model. And I think we keep saying that because we found that we have to explain that to clients as they're going through because they're comparing you know, this model apples to apples to franchises. And so I have not once had anybody say to me, I don't think that I'm going to be able to handle that low level of support. It's usually they're blown away by the things that you guys are able to offer. And you gave us a little bit of advice. I mean, the aces comment, I'm like, aces in their places. Brittany and I were laughing because we both have very distinct places in this business, certainly. Yeah. And I would love to hear, Dave, from you, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? It's really corny, so I'm not really sure you want to hear it. And I actually used it this last week. So when I when I when we got acquired by Driven Brands, Ken Walker, who is the salt of the earth, my my greatest mentor ever, and and just shake your hand, the deal's done, kind of guy. And we were leaving a board meeting, and um, I think I forget who was there, but a lot of people in the room, and somebody had left their coffee cup, and everybody kind of left and leaves, and he calls everybody back in, he picks a cup up, puts it in the trash. And he used it as a metaphor and he goes, guys, you got to pick up the marbles. And we're like, pick up the marbles. There's no marbles. There's no marbles here, Ken. And, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, no, he goes, if you see something and you know, it's not right, or it's out of place, or you see those marbles on the ground, you pick it up and you either resolve it or you take it to the person to get it resolved. And that is a really interesting thing because that takes people out of their boxes, you know, and it puts people into team. And so I love that advice. And then I was opening, I'm opening up some clean eats cafes. So it's another brand that we represent. We're opening them some. And my daughter kept asking me something over and over and, and she could have taken care of the problem, but she wanted to, to get it, you know, dad's approval, or, but we're partners, we're not dad anymore. And, and I said, Hey, pick up the marbles. And from that day, she is, 
she's just been on fire. You know, she's picking up every marble that's ever dropped. And it, it's a good cultural fit for a company, I think. What a great piece of advice. That's a new one. We hear, you know, we've done quite a few of these now and we've heard a little bit of everything, but I haven't heard that. I really like the way that that's said. It's because I told you it was corny. I love it. No, it's <laughs> great. That's the best stuff. Simple and corny. Those are the things that yeah. stick, you know, the really uh, detailed stuff I don't remember. So I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. I can't, and can add one other one. And it, he had a sign on his door. It said, when in doubt, tell the truth that will confuse your enemies and amaze your friends. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. He, he was great. He was awesome. Yeah. When you find a good mentor, you got to hold on to them for sure. For sure. So tell me, you've been helping entrepreneurs for decades now. What is your personal compelling reason for helping people become entrepreneurs? Yeah, you know, I, I thought about that question and I think franchising is absolutely insane. I think franchising for anybody doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense to be born on this wor world at age five, go to school, go for, you know, K through 12, then take money, invest it in college to learn a trade or a skill set or whatever it is you're going to do, work 20 years, save up all your money, and then go give it to somebody in something you've never done before. Like <laughs> if that, I mean, if that makes sense to you, it, 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 on paper, it doesn't, but it does make sense because, you know, having gone to those conferences and have seen generational wealth at conferences and people living life happy without being, uh, you know, under traditional work life and watching people create different things. And, and, you know, even if you get into franchising you're, and you're doing your thing, well, you're creating so much cash that you're able to invest in other things. And you're just watching that whole bouquet just kind of open up for people once they get it and they do well. For me, that's it. And then if I look at my friends in life and, you know, I'm 54 years old, 75% of my friends are, are from franchising, franchisees, franchisors, past presidents, consultants. It's a, it's a really awesome place if you've been stuck in a, in, a, in a corner office for a long time. It is. It's the small secret underground world that we're all, you get sucked in, you fall into it, and then you just can't get out of. And when you told me that you were investing in Clean Eats with your daughter, I just thought that was so cool. When I think about you know, my why, I love that legacy piece. I love freedom. We talk about that a lot on our podcasts, you know, being able to create a different lifestyle, create a different path and freedom. And so you certainly are helping lots of entrepreneurs create their path to freedom, including your daughter, which is really special. So thank you so much for joining us today. You, it's fantastic to talk to you. We are very excited about Gutter Shutter, and we certainly appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath. Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.